Hello again, and welcome to the Community Health Cast. I am Deborah Radall, your host, and I'm here today with Elizabeth Bailey, who all of you know very well, but I don't know if all of you know that she is not only our illustrious board coordinator, but she works in our neighboring county of Shelburne County with the Shelburne County Community Health Board. So she's also their illustrious board coordinator. What do you think of that one, Elizabeth? Great introduction. Thanks, Deb. Yeah, I'm very lucky to work in both Queens and Shelburne. Such wonderful, gorgeous places with fantastic people. I really enjoy getting to know everyone in both counties. Well, and I've gotten to know uh, some of the board members. I've done a little bit of work with the Shelburne County Community Health Board, specifically with their wellness grant. So today we are going to be talking to a recipient of one of the wellness grants that was given out in our sister CHB in Shelburne County. And our guest today is Reverend Ed Trevers, and he's here to talk to us about the Honeybees Program. And it's a wonderful community program that provides a space for people to meet to prepare a community lunch for all to share. But I'm willing to bet that that's not all they do. And before we start talking about honeybees, Reverend Ed, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be in Shelburne County? Okay. Hi. Thank you for having me here. I'm an Anglican priest down in these parts. I'm originally from northern New Brunswick, but when I went to seminary, in Halifax. My bishop at the time was Sue Moxley here in Nova Scotia. And she invited me to come down to Shelburne and see what it was like. And I instantly fell in love with the South Shore. It reminded me so much of home, just a little bit warmer with a lot less snow. So I've been here for going on 11 years now at Christ Church in Shelburne. That's great. So 11 years. So you are slowly moving out of the come from away. You're almost an official Shelburne guy now. Almost. 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 I mean, I do have a beer here named after me, so that's that's a feather in my cap. Oh, you're in. Ed, tell us about the Honeybees program. It's a great um, name, by the way. It is. And, you know, one of the things that I truly appreciate about this whole group is that it's not my group. I didn't start it. It was started by some of our volunteers at our youth ministry program, actually. Some, some ladies who would gather together with us on Friday nights and help us take care of our Friday night youth group, which, because of COVID, has been sort of squashed. But they would get together and they had a real desire for purpose. They were really looking not just for something to do, like not busy work, but they were looking to really make a difference. And these are these are people who some of them are on social assistance, some of them are on disability. They don't feel like they're able to contribute in a way that they feel is meaningful. They don't feel like the gifts that they have are things that that maybe that we normally appreciate or find valuable. You know, those those kind of gifts I think that we assume everybody has the gifts of hospitality, the gifts to cook a meal together, the gifts to talk and to share. You know, I, I think it's one of those things that we we take for granted because we just assume everybody can cook and everybody can be welcoming and everybody can share what's going on in their heart. And that's, to me, that's actually a truly spectacular gift. And so as we talked and we began sort of exploring what we might be able to do, but they decided that they really wanted to try something in the community where they could give back. And they felt like food and hospitality was their greatest gifting as a group. And we did it. And and for what it's worth, your organization is really the thing that we needed to get us started. Because when we wrote our first grant that was ultimately approved and we received your help, really made them feel like you believed in them. And for a bunch of people that they never knew, a government organization, that made them feel like something. 
that made them feel really proud. <laughs> Throughout COVID, we we haven't been able to to do our meals the way we were, and it finally it it came down last year that they it was driving them crazy. They needed to find a way of doing it, and so again, we wrote a grant this year that was a little more extensive, but allows them to offer hospitality despite being in the midst of an international pandemic. Are the individuals who started the program the same as the clients? Tell us a bit more about that, if you don't mind. Well, yeah, they are and they're not. The project is multifaceted in that it's not just a matter of preparing a meal for the community to come together and enjoy. It also gave them room to explore who they are. It gave them room to offer themselves to their community, despite the fact that low self-esteem may, for some people, keeps them from feeling like they matter. We get together as a group to talk on Wednesdays, and they do these meals one week a month. Fruits of their relationship together get shared with the community who come together. And the people that come in from the community to eat, it's just people that want to get together and have a meal. And some of them are members of our parish who want to be there to support these people. Some of them are, we've got a guy who joins us every month. He works for Canada Post. He spends eight hours in a truck on Wednesdays. And before this meal, he had nobody to talk to. Somebody mentioned the meal to to him. And now all of a sudden, once a month on Wednesday, he gets to hang out with us for two hours. You know, so he's a recipient. So the meal itself actually provides for much more than just nutrition. It's time together with people. You know, poverty is one of those things we often look at and we say, oh, it's, it's about finances. It's loneliness. It's isolation. It's self-worth. And this project, it really does combat many different types of poverty. Now, that really is a powerful statement. It is something that we highlight with our health priorities, not just about poverty, but it certainly does speak to the things that make a community healthy. People love people, you know, as much as we may say, oh, I hate people. And there are days we get 80 people in the church hall who are in there sharing a meal together. You know, the dozen people who are who are volunteering that day. They feel like they've accomplished something. They feel like they've really given something. They're seeing in that room is a whole bunch of people, as I said, you know, who are isolated, come together and they're laughing and they're joking and they're telling each other their stories. It's a really phenomenal energy that's moving through that space. What is Honeybees doing to make it work in response to the COVID-19 concerns? Well, for a long time, we we weren't able to meet because uh, a couple of our members would be considered people who are vulnerable. And so we haven't been able to meet and we haven't been able to invite others to our meetings. Once we did get started, we are still keeping it fairly, fairly small. The big thing they've done, though, as far as their meals are concerned, is that they're offering a takeout service this year using a schedule and cleaning and disinfecting and all the other protocols that we're asked to do. They're going to provide meals for people via takeout where people can come in, pick it up and take it home or delivery. We've also added a delivery feature to it. This particular grant, when I wrote it, after talking to the honeybees about what they wanted to do and how we might be able to do it, it was really, I believe it was my conversations with Elizabeth, who really guided me and offered me some other ideas and some other pathways forward that we could extend what it was we were trying to do. And while we're not necessarily able to come together like we were, the idea that we're, we're still taking care of people, I think, really matters to the volunteers. 
But one of the other things we are going to do is offer just a little information card, not for the church or anything like that, but just to say, listen, we understand that people are, are struggling. If there's something that you need, please let us know. Please contact us. Please reach us. And we'll see what we can do. We can't make any promises. But if you just want to talk to somebody, we can pick up a phone. That's amazing. What can you do now with honeybees due to the wellness grant that you might not otherwise be able to do? It's bringing them together again for purpose. When we were doing this in the past and they were gathering and they were, you know, if we're talking about the the honeybees team, they were gathering, they were talking, they were preparing, they were doing their small kitchen party once every month as they prepared a meal for 80, 85, 90 people. Mm-hmm. So we're able to do that again. And that is, that's really key. I mean, when we were doing this before COVID, they could appreciate it. They loved it. They embraced it. They couldn't wait for it. When COVID took it away, I'm not sure if you've ever had anybody break into your car, but there's that sense that you have been violated somehow, right? It's a weird feeling of betrayal. When COVID took away what they were doing, all of a sudden there was this huge, big void that was left. And so the wellness grant, Elizabeth's help, because the application came our way, the team getting back together and beginning to talk again and think again and dream again and tap into that energy that was so prevalent in the team before the pandemic hit, it just changed everything. I mean, I I mean this with all sincerity, just the email receiving your application saying, hey, would you like to apply? That changed everything. The money itself is going to allow us now to engage the community. And it's going to allow us to engage the community in another meaningful way. And if come September, that things shift again and we're able to gather, we'll go right back to that without skipping a beat. Well, I know that the Shelburne Community Health Board was very excited about this particular program and something that engages the community in such a meaningful way. And that's really what we do as a community health board we do engagement. We want people to be involved in the health of their communities. Why don't you take a minute and tell us something that the community might not know about you? Well, when COVID hit, of course, churches were churches were closed. All gathering was closed. We couldn't even meet in the parking lot in the behind our church. And so this, of course, happened actually this time last year. So it was towards the end of Lent last year. Easter was just around the corner. And I had to figure out a way of reaching out to my congregants in an effective manner. And so we started a YouTube channel and we just started with doing a daily reflection every day. The channel has since grown, you know, and we were really trying to reach out to maybe 50 people, right? 50, 60 people in our community. We're reaching out to our congregation. It took off. And right now we're up beyond 7,000 people who are subscribed to the channel, probably somewhere in the area of about three to 4,000 people a day are watching our videos. We release two to three videos every day. That is so exciting. There's a couple of things I want to ask you. One, what kind of foods do you get? Two, does it cost anything? And three, if people want to help, how can they help? So what kind of foods do they prepare? They prepare really, really good, healthy, hearty foods. And their food is always really good. Sometimes they'll do chowders because chowder is a big thing around this area. Sometimes they'll do a big, huge, like the, the full turkey dinner, roast beef. We've done we've done pork. We often look for what sales are coming up. And our, our Sobeys here, 
The manager's uh, Shelby. She's fantastic. So we often have a little bit of a heads up as to what's coming. We can take advantage of any sales that might be available. If anybody wants to help out, really, there's a Facebook group. The Honeybees have their their own Facebook group. You could reach out through through them. You could reach out through the parish here, Christ Church in Shelburne. We're in the phone book. We're on Facebook and online. You could reach out to us through that. You could call. Just let us know. Send us an email. Is there a charge for the meals, Ed? No. No, we do not charge. Reverend Ed Trevers, thank you so much for joining us today on the Community HealthCast. Ed, will you come back and talk to us again some other time? Absolutely. I'd I'd be honored to. We'll think of reason to come and have you come back and talk to us again. Uh, Sounds great. Thank you very much, folks. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ed. It was a pleasure talking. You can find contact information for the Honeybees in our show notes or on our Facebook page, Queen's Community Health Board.